Welcome back to Inside Voices, a teacher podcast by teachers for teachers, where we discuss all things education. I'm your host, Laura. And I'm David. And remember that in here, we use our Inside Voices. On this week's episode, we're talking all about the passion that teachers have and where that's kind of gone and how we we get it back. So, David, do you want to start us off? Do you feel like when you first started teaching compared to now, would you say the passion for the job has changed? It's definitely changed, yeah. I don't know that it's fair to always compare it with your first year because that's like a buzz. There's a lot of excitement there. Yeah, you've done your university, you're just out, you've got, it's quite crazy the first year, you do a lot of extra stuff, you're trialling a lot of things, it's quite exciting. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely changed, I don't know if it's got worse, but it's definitely changed i don't know if you're the same that it's yeah i mean i would agree altered. with you com- comparing to the first year is probably not the fairest but if you think of say you know a couple of years ago versus now mm. or even like last year versus now do you think there's maybe a decline each year for the enthusiasm when you're not doing something that's brand new because you obviously mentioned in your first years you're doing something that is new all the time yeah. whereas when you're kind of not repeating the same things but you're doing the same things do you think you kind of lose that ever so slightly you definitely do i think even in life once you've done something for you know a couple of years you the spark maybe just goes a little bit and um, that's why we try and keep it fresh as much as possible you change your group or you take on a new leadership role yeah. or you do this or you do that and you try and mix it up a bit even though our i think teaching is a job that keeps you engaged more than other jobs because your day is usually different yeah you don't well. know what to expect really so from the day it can be like I, I just couldn't imagine sitting behind a desk all day you know typing away in a laptop or in a boardroom or something I think that would drain the life out of me but teaching keeps me engaged because it is um different every day however if you ask me that question in January compared to June, I'm going to give you a different answer. You yeah, know? definitely. Like January teacher David is very different from June teacher David or May, you know, when it's sunny or September when it's nice and you're just starting off with your class and stuff. January is just brutal, isn't it? Yeah. So I think the passion even goes within a year, you know, it kind of goes up and down and maybe not just maybe passion's a bit strong within a year, maybe motivation would motivation be a better potentially, yeah. word for it. I mean, we've spoken before about how you know, the passion and enthusiasm that teachers have for the job is almost used as currency Mm. sometimes. And that is what's kind of used as the drive to expect more and to push teachers into more. But the reality of it is that most teachers actually don't enjoy their job anymore. And that was a survey that was done by NASWT, I don't really want to say that. National National Association of... Is this not your union? Single women. (laughs) I can't remember what it is. It is women. Women's in there. Okay. Sure. Women teachers or something. But they complete a survey <laughs> basically on teacher job satisfaction. And the one from December 23, so we're talking two months ago, said that 69% of the people who took part are considering leaving the profession. Now, we've obviously spoken about this before um, and said that they, you know, they don't enjoy the job anymore, essentially. Mm-hmm. The key causes for concern in that, well, what do you think the key causes for concern are going to be? the sort of key issues raised as to why teachers are losing their passion or not enjoying their job? I would say the two things that pop into my mind are probably workload. 
Yep, that. that's number one. <laughs> this is like a game of pointless. Yeah. Um, workload and linked to that maybe expectations. Yeah. So th- the first one was workload and the second one was behaviour and managing behaviours and changing okay. behaviours in the classroom. That has taken over from pay. So previous years it oh, was really? pay, but obviously... Okay. That is slight, I wouldn't say it's skewed because it's still an issue for a lot of people, but obviously in England and in Scotland last year, there were strikes and wage changes and all of those things, actually a couple of years ago in Scotland now. So that maybe just pushed that issue sort of to the side a little bit. It's interesting that those two are the things that crop out, crop out? No, it's interesting that those two are the things that crop up because I feel like it's the things we come back to discussing all the time how do you actually manage the workload? Yeah. How do you actually manage the behaviours? When you think about the shift of education as well in the last, even since COVID, I would say the last four, five years, it's a different ballgame now. It is a completely different ballgame. And it's hard to be passionate about something that has changed so much. Mm. You know, what you were initially passionate about maybe isn't there. Yeah, I do feel sorry for people that, I feel sorry as if I'm like pitying them. I feel sorry for people that came into a job 10, 15 years ago that is different to the one they're in now. Yeah. Like that must be quite a hard shift when you know what it's been like before and now it's different and you're like, well, how, this is not what I signed up for or this is different than what I signed up for. This is different expectations. And I'm like working through that, like we'll make the shift or whatever, but you're going to have to reduce the workload or you're going to have to increase the pay or whatever it is, you know, it's not the same pay off you're getting for what you signed up for if you signed up to teach in 10, 15 yeah, years ago. you're right. It's, it's a completely different job now. Obviously, behaviour being a really big part of that. Mm. A lot of the time teachers say their passion is for teaching. But actually, is behaviour getting in the way of that? Sometimes, and I'm not speaking in my specific class experience, I'm speaking from the experiences of the other educators and what yep. you see on social media and what you hear in discussions is behaviour then preventing what the te- teacher's doing, what yeah. they are actually passionate about? I saw a really good, um, I think it was a video on TikTok about this, and it was a, a term that I've heard before, but it was the first time I kind of clocked it properly. It's called scope creep. You heard oh, of that? No, I've not heard that. It just means the slow, like, week by week, month by month, year by year, increase of agenda or increase of remit without realising it so say for example you started as a teacher you taught your class you did 8 till 4 those were your hours you marked your daughters you you go home you do your leadership whatever suddenly um, all of a sudden you're now doing assessments for dyslexia that's a slight scope creep all of a sudden you're now doing four meetings a week all of a sudden you're now doing um, extra parent phone calls all of a sudden you're like there's extra, it's like the extra, snowball effect. Extra. And without you noticing it, you look back at it in five years and you think, wait a second, that's a scope creep. Like that is, so suddenly we're not just educators, that's just what the video was saying, suddenly we're not just educators, but now we're social workers because social work funding has been completely cut to the yeah. bone. Suddenly we're not just social workers and educators, we're now dentists. You know, we're, we're brushing their teeth. <laughs> like yeah. we're, suddenly we're not just dentists and social you know, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. the video made sense now, I don't know if that is accurate or not, because that's always been the case for us. Like, there's always been these big expectations, but if you came in 20 years ago or 15 years ago, there's definitely been scope creep. I Absolutely. think that's a really interesting term, isn't it? It is, and I think 
that kind of sums up that that teachers love teaching mm-hmm. and they love being in the classroom, but they just don't love everything else that goes along with it. Yeah. And whereas 10, 15 years ago, teaching was teaching, obviously with other things intertwined. Now it feels like teaching is actually quite a small part of our day. Yeah. It doesn't feel like the teaching is the majority of the job yeah. anymore. I don't know if you would agree with that. No. Yeah, I mean, it's hard because in our specific circumstance, we're not seeing as many of the gripes and things that people are coming yeah, up with. Course, I've seen yeah. it in different schools that I've been in, you know, in placement and worked in. You, yeah, I've definitely seen that. It's maybe just not the 100% everyday experience of ourselves. What I would say is, though, there are more things that you do as a teacher now that aren't teaching. Yep. Um, good things, legitimate things, mm-hmm. but things that were done by other agencies 10 years ago. Yeah, that now you're doing But now yourself. you're doing it as a teacher. Uh-huh. And I don't know whether that's just a funding issue. I think it probably is. Potentially, yeah. I think that's where it main, mainly comes down to. I think local government and, and government have stripped public services to the bone so that actually a lot falls on the plate of a teacher now because they're on the front line of expectation. They're seeing the child every day. And as a teacher, you feel like, I need to do that. I feel responsible guilty, but you feel responsible because yeah, those other agencies aren't there anymore, you know. But again, that plays into the fact that teachers care so much and yeah. teachers genuinely want the best for their children because they love teaching yeah. and they love being there. So they think, if this is going to better the life of that yeah. child, then I will do whatever it takes. Exactly. But you can only do that so much until exactly, it, yeah. you have to step back and say, when did this become... And also you have to realise teachers aren't qualified to do a lot of the things that they've been asked to do. Teachers are qualified true. to educate. That is what they are ultimately qualified. We don't have a mm-hmm. psychology degree. We don't yeah. have a, you know, a, a, I actually saw a an social degree or whatever it is. I um, video about this and it was talking about how, as a teacher, our job is to teach our job is not necessarily to teach also you have to be motivated to come in and work hard and that's Mm -hmm. how life works you know some people were saying in that video and in the comments they were talking about how they spend a lot of their time teaching children that they need to work hard for the outcome and then teaching them the concept on top of that and they kind of took a step back and said when did this become what I need to do like when when did it become you're not just going to come in here and kick your feet up and do nothing. You have to put the work in. Mm-hmm. When did it become, I have to do, tell you to put the work in. I have to show you how to put the work in. I have to do all of that yeah. as well as then actually teach you the concepts. And yeah. It's a really that is interesting. interesting conversation that they were having about it. And that was yeah. coming from people who have been in the game for, you know, 15, 20 years who are yeah. seeing that shift. Now, we are obviously not in the position to be able to, to see that, I know we talk about our school experiences a lot and I, I yeah. think back to when I was in school, it was very much you show up, you work hard, you do your work, you go home. Not saying that one is better than the other because, you know, there's a lot of things we do now that I think we do really well, caring for well-being, all of that. But it is also a case of sometimes you do find yourself having to be the motivator all yeah. the time in the situation and you can't do that for 30 children no. day in, day out. You can't possibly be that for every single yeah situation that you're faced and i think as well like just this is an example of how that scope creep has increased workload for lots of people around like mainly for kind of management positions i would say it's increased their workload for example we up until what this year we had well-funded home link people Mm -hmm. so that person's job would be if a child was not coming to school if a child was struggling if a family were struggling with getting children out in the morning or motivating them to go to school or if there needed to be 
it's like a middleman between the school. Yeah. And so that home link would build relationships with those families and work with them very closely on transition to high school, yada, yada, yada. Cut. And that was such a beneficial service. Yeah, I know. So it's like, who does that now? Yeah. Well, no one, apart from the teachers and the head teachers, they've got to build those relationships now on top of everything else that they're doing. Mm-hmm. It, it's like And that was dedicated time that people needed. Yeah. And it's not... And then it's just like, oh, sorry, we don't have the money for that anymore. Bye. Anymore. And would you say, my next question was going to be, what do you think is going wrong with teachers losing their passion? You know, 69% of people in two months ago saying that they are considering leaving the profession. Now, you take that with a pinch of salt because it could... December. <laughs> December, yeah. But it also could be, have you ever considered leaving teaching, you know, for one hour of your yeah. life? You I know? think every and teacher probably I think has. everyone would be <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, you know, I drove past the campus in the middle of the city centre and they all had were working at their gym and getting their nails done on their break and yeah. like going to their little artisan coffee shops for lunch and I thought yeah. that life looks fun. Yeah. <laughs> but or you've had like a really rubbish day, you know, you're sitting there marking at five o'clock at night and you think yeah. uh, it definitely I mean it's a it's a big question to ask. Obviously it's also a very large number that have responded saying yeah, I have considered it. So do you think that that sort of snowball effect, if you will, is what's going wrong with the with the job or do you think there's something else? No, I think that, that video made it very clear to me that scope, I love that term, scope. <laughs> it just rolls off the tongue. I think that's a big issue. I think that is where people are feeling jaded. Yep. Now, I, again, I'm not speaking from experience here because I'm just, I still consider myself quite, new to the profession but I put myself in the shoes of someone who has been teaching 20, 25, 30 years and I would think yeah that would be quite annoying yeah that would annoy me a little bit because it's not what you once once enjoyed it's not what you once did and also you're maybe not getting paid as much in terms of inflation as well that factors into 100% Um, England way worse than Scotland and I think that would annoy me if that was my situation. I'd probably become a little bit jaded with it. Probably. I don't know if you'd be the same. Yeah, and I th- I think from these conversations what we always get is that people tend to feel the same sort of way. So it's interesting you were saying that. I went into a an online forum. I just literally typed in teachers losing their passion. And then I went into, there were so many of these forums. I'm talking like <laughs> Reddit, all of that, right? Just... Wow. Where people go on anonymous and yeah. vent, basically. That's what this was. And they were saying the same kind of thing, the constant expectations being added to systematic challenges and a lot of the time testing. Now, this was... Um, Would you say do you mean systemic? F- sy- systemic. Systemic? Systematic? Systematic. Systemic. Does it really matter which way you say it? I don't know. Systemic. It's systemic, yeah. Oh, we're going to have to change that bit. No, we're keeping it in. <laughs> <laughs> but... They were talking about testing as well. It was American mainly, like I said, that we're talking about this. How, you know, they, for example, this is one that really grinds my gears. And we, I don't know if they have to do this in England. If any, well, we do have people who are listening to this who are in England, but we don't have to do this in Scotland. That all year you encourage children to use the displays that are in the classroom to promote their growth mindset. Go and learn this. You put so much work into it. You use people voice and you talk about what you want on the walls and then for testing in America they have to cover it all up for state testing so they have to go around the classroom and cover it with big bits of paper so the children can't use what they've been using all year it's so backwards because you're teaching them to use these things to prompt them and help them but then 
they're not allowed to when it counts. So how do they unlearn that then? You know, like how do they unlearn using the supports that are there? I don't know if they have to do it in England, but we've never been asked to do that. Yeah. Or at least I've never been asked to do that, you know, for standardised testing here. It's very much what's on the walls on the wall it can stay. Like if they need to use it, yeah. then they can use it because that's just the way the classroom operates, isn't it? So the challenges from, you know, government level would probably add into what you're saying mm. that these changes and these things that are added don't necessarily come from a school decision. Yeah, I think it's easy to talk about it, but actually not affect any change. It's a strange one because you're like you could moan until you could moan until the, the cows come home yeah. like, about all these issues and stuff, but then like the people that need to listen aren't listening. Aren't listening to this? No, it's I know. Strange. I think a lot of this though is helping teachers to feel like they're not on their own. Yeah. You know, sometimes we put an episode out or we put a video out, and you get messages from people that kind of just let you know that actually it's been supportive for someone just to yeah. sit and listen to it. So I don't know if you want to share this, but a time where maybe you felt like you were really low on the path, like you were just low on the enjoyment of the job and thinking, you know, we've spoken before about being peaks and troughs. Okay. Like it goes down, it comes back up, think. it goes down, it comes back up. Has there ever been a time where you've thought, I actually don't think I can do this for much longer? Ye Not right now. Yes and no. <laughs> like... I've always kind of had the mind, I don't know whether it's just a guy thing or not, but I've always had the mindset of like, it'll get done. It, okay. Like with workload and stuff, I'm, I've am i I've never taken work home. Um, I don't think I've ever taken a daughter home in five years. No. But I don't know, that's a hard one because I'm like thinking back and I'm thinking maybe I have. Do you remember me ever moaning that much? I don't think I remember you ever really moaning I've always I've such. always known I've always known and I've always been open with our like management team that staying in the classroom for me is not a long term goal yeah whether that be going into management or going into something else I've always said that this is a young man's game for me it's 100%. taking up too much energy I'm happy like I'm really enjoying it right now but I can't imagine myself doing it at 45 or mm -hmm. 50 or 65, you know, yeah. or whatever age we have to retire now. And I think I would really <laughs> struggle. Yeah, I would really struggle to be a Can good teacher. Can you imagine being that age <laughs> and teaching? But I, I really, get tired feet at the end of the day and I'm 26. I, like, I, I absolutely take my hat off to anyone that does that. I, I genuinely would think I would struggle to be a decent teacher and still yeah. have, like, energy. Absolutely. I... I guess it's a hard one, isn't it? Because I've always been open about that. Like it's not a, that's not like a big no, it's reveal. not a big like I've always said this is a young man's game. Like this is hard to keep the energy levels yeah. up for. But it's then you know what it's like if you're saying you know it's a young man's game. You can't see yourself being the best teacher you can be. You know what it's like if you're in that slump of saying you know being in that nearly seventy percent of teachers who want to leave the profession, mm -hmm. and we've probably all had that slump where we're sitting thinking. I can't do this, whether it is pressures coming from, you know, the kind of things being added on all the time or yeah. you've let things pile up and you kind of sit in that that fight, flight and freeze. You know, you sit there and you're sitting there at three o'clock. You've got a stack of marking to do. You've also got a whole bunch of paperwork to do. You've also got classroom decor to print out. Yeah, you know, all, all this, that sounds really silly, like decor to print out. Oh my goodness. But actually yeah. the amount of time yeah. these things take especially yeah. when you've spent so much time doing something and then it's 
oh, but then we just need to change little bits of it because we want to make sure we're changing things all the time. Those wee things add up. Yeah. And when you're in that slump of not enjoying it and not having the passion, it then totally impacts your teaching. Even though the children are gone. (laughs) snappy. (laughs) uh The children are gone. You end up being short-tempered with them and things become their fault that actually aren't their fault. I know. Oh, man. And you feel yourself doing it because no teacher surely is ever going to say, oh, I've never done that. You know, I've never let how I was feeling get in the way of teaching. It's physically impossible. You're spending six hours with these people. Like, okay, you can hide to a certain extent how you're feeling, but you do sometimes let it get the better of you. And when you lose the passion for teaching because of the things that aren't actually teaching related and then impacts you know your motivation 100%. your enthusiasm which then impacts the children's enthusiasm because you're not yeah. playing into their strengths and your strengths as well i think what you said there's really good teachers love teaching but not everything that goes with it yeah and i think what they love is what they've trained for they love those interactions with the children they love seeing that light bulb moment that is the best thing about the job is seeing that change or that growth in an individual mm-hmm. or a group of children and feeling like you've made a breakthrough. What takes away from the joy of the job is all the extra stuff that comes with it Yeah, sometimes. But it's hard to it's hard to separate this out because a lot of it is necessary. Like a lot mm-hmm. of it is... Well, you, you signed up for this, you do need to do that admin stuff. Yeah. like you. And a lot of it is changes in the education system that have been made for the better so that children are you know, better protected or children are better educated. So a lot of it is coming from a good place. It's maybe just not delivered, delivered right. in yeah, the correct I think, way. I think you're right. And I think if these initiatives, what you're saying there is children are looked after, that's great. If children are better educated, that's fantastic. Um, what that actually means in real life is teachers need to go get a master's. And you're like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. You've been doing that this year for the last like, five years and it's brutal. Yep. If what that actually means is in real life that funding is getting cut from other agencies and that lands on schools. And so you're like, okay, that is that sounds great. You know, we, we take care of children the best that we can. We get it right for every child. All that sounds amazing. But actually it's not amazing because you're cutting funding from the people mm-hmm. that can actually impact change. It can actually do something about it. And is it right, this this confuses me a lot, is it right to, well, it's not right to do that because teachers can't do as good a job as these other agencies. No, because if I could be a brain surgeon, you know, I'm not talking like that's what what we're doing. doing in your class? (laughs) If I, I don't know, brain surgery. Open brain surgery. If I could do brain surgery, like that's what I would go specialise in and that's, what I would be doing, like I wouldn't be asked to then also, oh, by the way, see whilst you're at it, can yeah. you also do every other part of yeah. what we're like it wouldn't happen and it's a strange mix because schools, especially in the younger years, which is obviously like schools are a place where people learn to be good people. Like that mm-hmm. is yeah, the a place lot of where they learn manners and they learn all of that stuff. Character is, building not is great in the lower school. That's a hundred percent as you go and progress through and get into high school and stuff, it does become more about what you can learn and what skills you can mm-hmm. learn for. And like kind of going for the testing and the exams and... Yeah, but like it's more like what can you pick up here that's going to help you like in future learn? Like how how can you become mm-hmm. like that lifelong learner? How can you become someone that is 
motivated to learn and things and those like it's all about learning like this becoming that person that is open to opportunities of learning open to opportunities becoming a better, better person it's it has to be that focus whereas actually in reality it's i'm teaching you all these social skills at mm -hmm. the same time i'm looking out for your well-being and having this chat with you and the rest of the class is supposed to be learning but they're actually just having to sit and read right now because i'm having this restorative conversation or it's actually um you know it's like it's hard to put into words but it's all these extra things that aren't based around education and learning mm -hmm. that take away time so individualized it's strange for 30 people sitting in front of you yeah which is and a lot near of that impossible and a lot of that is done poorly you know myself included by teachers because we've not been trained to do a lot mm -hmm. of that stuff properly and other agencies I think would do a better yeah. job like we've seen it in the past and the love of teaching can only really get you so far with that when you yeah. actually don't have the confidence or the interest necessarily in certain I'm not saying you're not interested in the child of course you are but you're interested and passionate about teaching not about all these other things so when you the love of teaching can only carry you to that certain point mm. you know your other jobs you're adding on aren't going to get done to the same standard like you said of other agencies where they have chosen that job yeah. because that's what they're passionate about so it's a, it's a kind of double double-ended sword or double-ended blade isn't it yeah I, I would say that i'm a much happier person in the summer <laughs> That's also so that's like you if you're listening bring and back you, the passion. This I is the know. next question. Um, the summer holidays. Yeah, I, I just feel like with a tan, you're just a nicer person. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if I just don't look as pale, but but also it, there isn't that does have an impact. Yeah, and actually, that's like one I, of the I things. I become a real moany person. We're going to come back to this at the end because that's one of the things that we're going to speak about is is how you then bring the passion back and how yeah. you ignite that again. And one of the things <laughs> is actually bits. talking about <laughs> holidays and <laughs> kind of using them. But we wanted a lot of this episode to be kind of coming from the listeners because obviously we're both sitting here with very much similar experiences, been teaching the same amount of time. Limited experiences, um, yeah. You know, we're not looking at the kind of bigger picture, essentially. So we wanted to hear from a lot of the listeners. If you've been enjoying listening to the podcast, please leave a five-star positive review wherever you listen. It's time for Listener Voices, where we hear from you, our listeners. We put out a Google form and got quite a lot of responses. It's a mixed bag. One of the first questions I asked was, what issues do you think that we face, or issues do you think we face, that make teachers lose the passion? And a lot of them we've spoken about, unrealistic expectations. Um, a big one, again, Scotland specific probably, is not enough jobs past probation, which we've obviously discussed, but that's very demotivating to know you're spending your year of training yeah. to know that you potentially won't have a job, or it's quite likely you won't have a job at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. You know, where that doesn't give you any sort of drive or motivation to then yep. be better and give more for these extra expectations that are given. You know, you see these extra expectations and you think, well, I'm going to do all this to not have a job. Yeah, it's hard. What's the what's the point almost? Really um, the lack of disciplinary procedures um, make it very difficult to just get on with the day and teach. I feel that I'm pushing water up the hill day in, day out and can hardly engage with the children who are prepared to learn. Mm, that's kind of what you were speaking about earlier, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think that's probably where the survey is coming from that people feel like they can't actually just do their job. And what does that come down to? Is that parents? Is that, what does that 
Where do you think that route is? I mean, we've discussed before the shift in, in behaviour management in um, education right now. And I think restorative practice in sort of paperwork on paper looks really good. Mm -hmm. But is it done correctly? Is it just a conversation and then move on? Yeah. Not really. Teachers need to be trained on it. Teachers need to actually be told here is a modelled here is what good restorative practice looks like for an event that's not just the children are talking over you yeah okay yeah I know you, you know a lot yeah, of it at yeah, the time yeah. it's a violent very, behavior or yeah it's yeah, a yeah, very yeah. small issue yeah which you. yeah okay you wouldn't then deal with that with a massive consequence anyway because yeah if you're talked over me for five seconds we can move past that pretty easily <laughs> yeah if you throw a chair at me yeah. Not really Different the same story. thing. Yeah. David picks up the chair and throws it at my head. <laughs> no, but it's not the same thing. So I think teachers need to be better supported in that and actually have it modelled. Yeah. When there is an extreme behaviour, here's what you do. Not just, oh, we just have a restorative conversation. Because what does yeah, that mean? Do you yeah. know, like, what does that actually look like and mean yeah, and you in see that a situation? lot of stuff online. It's like, it's because you don't have good enough relationships with them. No, sorry, that's not it. Like, that is not the reason. Yeah. Um. A lot. This came up a lot. A lack of support from the public. So some people are talking about kind of parental support. So whether that is what you were saying, is that kind of when we're speaking about the motivation and the manners and all of that, does that come down? Is that what they mean by parental support? Or is it in terms of how people are perceiving um, the job? But a lot of the time people were saying as well that the, the public don't value um, teachers they're just expected to get on with it and the negative attitudes towards teachers is facing is, or is making them feel like demotivated and lose their passion right, okay. for it yeah. um, that came up quite a lot workload pressures for management big class sizes again the job situation um, too much work and the government giving more work requirements each year exactly so exactly it. what you said so it would appear a lot of scope people, creep. the scope <laughs> creep. A lot of people are facing the same thing. But then, yeah. I didn't really want to end this on a negative with the. <laughs> We've truly sat and moaned. I, <laughs> I, I but I wanted to think about from here how how do we fix it? Mm. And I said, "What is your why? Do you want to take a guess? What oh, pretty much every say, single can one said. I just said, say right now, I hate that question. You hate that question because it's like that is the, the currency isn't it? Give me a why. It's yeah. like it's a job. I'm paid to do it. No, but. You hear it. I don't think we've ever had it on our training, have we? Possibly. I can't you go think to like of a, one. I can't think. Maybe when we were probationers. You go You go to training like, what is your why? And the you're wage. Like, Whoa. <laughs> yeah, getting paid. That, that was really... <laughs> no, I'm not saying that is true. I'm just... But you know, if I wasn't paid to do it, would, <laughs> would I do I the do job? It? No. No, because I have to live. Yeah. But obviously, I should expect... Yeah, well, can I guess what they were? Yeah. What is your why? Um... The kids. Yeah. Like every single one is talking about the children. I love interacting with young people and helping them grow. The small wins. This is a big one. You need to cling to the small wins as a teacher. Yeah. So like you this week with multiplication or yeah. something. Or division. Division that, with it? remainders. Oh man, that is you the biggest of small wins because that nailed it. Yeah. Um helping a child that others have abandoned and those who are loved at home come to school to learn and those that aren't come to school to be loved. Mm, I've heard that quite a lot. Which Social media. Is is very true. Encouraging young people to think about and evaluate the worldviews they hold. Mm. Because obviously school's a place to be challenged and your opinions, you're in a room with people with yeah. a whole bunch of different opinions. Yeah, and I think that takes a little bit more in high school, does it? 
Yeah, I, I guess. Um, but obviously, learning how to navigate that comes in their social yeah. sort of social emotional learning is in primary school. I, can I just button? I really like that quote about children who are loved at home come to learn, and children who what was it? <laughs> Can't remember. <laughs> children who what? come to school to be loved. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. But also, I think it's weaponized against teachers sometimes. Again, it's but like, that plays into the guilty consciousness yeah, and the currency like, of you got you must you, you love care. them now uh-huh. because they are not loved at home. It's yeah. on you to make up I'm like I am not their parents like that is not it's so hard to yes I can give them as much support and care and blah 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 blah. but it's like yeah. uh, it can be weaponized. Um, got another, like, like shape, shaping the future the light bulb moment like that is yeah. there is something really special about That's when a child best. just goes this makes so much sense now and you're like thank you're goodness because like, I didn't have another way to explain yeah. it. <laughs> I'm out of ideas anyway I'd so I'm out. just said that. I was on my fifth one. <laughs> <laughs> and then this one is interesting. We've always we've had a chat about this before, but I had some amazing teachers at school who bent over backwards to ensure that I graduated despite struggling with my mental health at the time. And I want to be that teacher for somebody else. So that's it's someone like pay who's back, pay he, forward kind of thing. Yeah, who's obviously had a very teachers have had a very positive impact mm-hmm. on their life, and that has then in turn pushed them into the. Yep. And then someone said the funny things that children come away with yeah, and when you create bonds, mainly just the conversations. Yeah. So obviously there's still a lot of love there for 100%, education. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you get those moments, you get those like sparking joy moments, don't you? Uh, not every day, but you do get them. And when they come, you're like, oh, that is, that yeah. is brilliant. And you have to cling Even when you see little them. things like a child's confidence grow. Yeah. Like for me, I, I am in primary seven in Scotland, which is what, year six or whatever, yeah. grade, whatever. In sixth the States, grade. Sixth grade. I think it's middle school. Okay, uh, but in, <laughs> in the UK, it's the end of primary school. And then they go to high school. And what we do every year is we do a show at the end of the year. Oh, I love and the shows. I literally cannot stand the process of getting that show to the point of... Oh, it's so stressful. It's so stressful. You never feel like you're getting there. Like everyone's, everyone always passes you in the staff room and the car doesn't go, oh, it'll come together eventually. And you're like, no, it won't. Will it though? I actually need to make this come together. Um, and it's very, very, it's hard work to get a class to perform all these songs and blah, blah, blah. And we only have a single stream school. So that means I'm on my own doing it basically. Except for the year we were together. Which Except for that year that we did glorious. it together. Which was great. But one of the best things I see, one of the best things about my job like all year is that, moment where they get up in front of their parents and I know that person who's doing a solo is like, really would quiet, never have yeah. done that six months ago. I think with teaching as well what what kind of makes you lose the passion a little bit is you don't necessarily see the impact you're having. Yeah. Like you you don't because it's sort of slow progress through the year. And I also think that now I've been in that school for long enough, I can look at children that I taught mm. a certain amount of years ago, kind of grow up and then yeah. go like the primary seven year that we taught together. I had a lot of those children in primary five and my they were my first class. Mm-hmm. So seeing them go off to high school for me was like a really big moment because yeah. these children were the start of my teaching career they don't know how much they helped me and supported me and helped me to grow into teacher I am but also seeing how much they had come out their shells and the progress yeah. they'd made it's not always academic it's a you know confidence yeah. and it's that sort of self-belief in themselves that when you see that 100%. you have to cling to the small things so and I can't wait till we get to the age where we've been teaching enough that like kids come back and they're like adults. I know people get freaked out by that. I can't wait to see what they turn out and do. Like, yeah. I can't wait till one of them comes back and goes, oh, I'm doing my law degree. 
or yeah. yeah I've, I've started a business remember I said I wanted to do that like years ago and I'm like I can't wait I always say to, to them that. when they're like when we're talking about what they want to be I'm like remember I love movie premieres yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love backstage Taylor Swift's tickets yeah. like when you're a dancer on the Eddie's tour and it's 74 hours long yeah. in 20 years time remember yeah. who played the Taylor Swift music exactly. in the class to make you a fan I'm coming <laughs> I, think <it's> just, <laughs> I think it's just it'll be interesting to see what they yeah. turn out like I think that's going to be so cool absolutely and I, I think those things are how we reignite the, the passion and the enthusiasm for the job there's obviously things we can't change at government level so if we putting that aside we can't change those things how do you think we get that enthusiasm and love for the job back aside from becoming a government world leader <laughs> <laughs> and reforming education although someone made a really interesting point in that that I actually meant to read out about I want to be told what to do in education from an educator mm. I don't want to be told by a politician who has never worked in a school in their life interesting. what I need to be doing to be a better teacher yeah. like I want someone who has done this yeah. and been there recently to tell me with the current state of education yeah. what do I need to do I think the experience that we've had of that is the in Scotland we have like head teachers and then there's other bosses and education managers and then mm -hmm. it goes up and up and up and I can't remember who the top dog is but I think it's like the head of education in the council and then it goes up to government level but the ones that are most effective that I've worked with and that I've had the best relationship with I mean the same relationship the best conversations brief conversations that you have when they come into school stuff were ones that were teachers themselves mm -hmm. Because you can get into that job without being a teacher. You can get into that job by just working your way through the council system. But the ones that have been a head teacher, that have been a teacher, that know what it's like, they have the realest, they've got high expectations, but they've got the most kind of real impact when you speak to them. Yeah. Because you know they've been there and done it. That's yeah. a really interesting point Absolutely. that someone's actually said. I know, that. I know it is. Going back to your first question, how do you fix the passion issue? Apart from all the stuff we've spoken about with, government and and apart from it also being rainy and grey <laughs> and like the sun not so being don't out. live in scotland then they say don't live in the uk peach <laughs> in australia or at least on the south coast um although we're big in the croatian education charts so maybe we? maybe our croatian listeners can tell us um i'm gonna guess it's probably a vpn yeah, it's on. i don't think it's anyone in croatia but you know um apart from all of that aside i think you have to keep it at the forefront what remember your why is so cheesy. It is so, so I, cheesy. I but can't it's even true. say that without being sick. Remember, like, remember why you signed up for the job. Remember mm -hmm. what you're there for as the children. Like, cling on to those moments that you yeah. get, even if your class is a tough class and you are not vibing with them. Like, if everyone's had that year where they've gone, oh, we. It's going to be a tough year. It's going to be a tough year. We do not get on, or there's some behaviour issues here that I'm really going to struggle with this year. There's always that one or two kids in your class that you can just like we're gonna have a good year because you get it like yeah. you get the you get the the gist here you get my jokes and you also work hard and, and you all laugh that at my jokes yeah or i can see <laughs> progress important. and yeah exactly <laughs> that's confidence boost <laughs> i think that is the main thing without sounding too yeah. cheesy it's hard to do though I, it is hard to do and i think you truly need to evaluate it i think a lot of the time teachers feel a bit trapped in what they're doing because they think i've got a teaching degree and this is what i need to do mm. but if you evaluate all of the you know teaching as a whole and 
you look at it as a kind of take a step back and look across the years, look across rather than just you've had a bad day, you've had a bad week, you've mm-hmm. had a bad observation, you don't like the school. Like if you take a true step back and look at it, if you're really not weighing up any benefits and you really your why isn't getting you through and it's not enough, it's okay to try something new and it's okay to know that 100%. you've not failed because you don't want to stay in education when it's not the same education that you got into. Like it's yeah. not the same job and you're you're not a failure for thinking I am not being the best version of myself right now. Like yeah. that, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think you're right that clinging to that, why do you enjoy the little pockets of joy you see in the job? Although they don't pay the bills and they don't get you through, there is something to be said about teachers teaching because they love it. It's not just a job they've mm-hmm. fallen into and they say, right, I'm going to go to my nine to five. You know, as a job you have to like. Yeah. And ultimately a lot of the people who are in it, they like something about it. You know, they do yeah. enjoy something about it. So cling to those things you do like and don't maybe get too caught up on the things you can't change. Yeah, I think that's quite important what you said there. We've been saying, like, how do you fix it? How do you fix it? And we've not mentioned that you can leave. Like, you can mm-hmm. choose not to do it. That might be the fix for you. Yeah. Like, that might be the reason. That might be the thing that for your own health or your own whatever situation. Yeah it might no longer be viable, which is quite sad. See, when you watch all these quit talk videos... But I feel like they could be really negative and push yeah, people sensi- who... Yeah, a lot of them are sensationalised, people who actually like their job, it makes yeah. you almost feel like demonised for still saying, I like teaching. I know. And I th- that's something I always get asked is it's so negative online sometimes that it pushes you to feel like you should be hating your job. Yeah. And if you don't hate your job you're the problem yeah. you know like you're the problem because and i'm like well in the staff uh-huh. or whatever everyone's it's like, like are you? yeah exactly whereas that's not the case at all you know yeah. there are plenty of people out there who still enjoy their job maybe don't agree yeah. with everything that happens but they still love their job 100 percent. and i'm i'm definitely one of them like i anyone that asks me about like how are you getting on with teaching how's it still going and everything i'm like no i literally wouldn't change it like i do actually enjoy this job mm-hmm. Because I get to do something different every single day of life. Like, it's never... I actually never... I realised this the other day. I actually never... And this is not the case for everyone. I just... uh, Very fortunate with the school I'm in. Very fortunate with the class I've got this year. I never wake up and dread going into work. Which I used to when I was a student and I had to get up and do, like, my job or go to university. I mean, don't get me wrong. On a Monday, I'm pretty tired when it's, like, the Sunday. No, but for... I I don't really get Sundays... Get up and go, oh my goodness, I've actually got to go in here. That is rare. I know that. Like, that's not the case for everyone, and it might change next year. It might change next week. But, like, I. He is saying this on a day off. I know. I'm like, it's a holiday (laughs) right now. But, and it is my experience. Like, I don't get up and think, I've got six hours to get through with this class. And you shouldn't feel guilty because of negative opinions of the job, like, for feeling that way. Yeah, 100%. And I don't feel guilty. I, I feel very blessed. And, um, like fortunate that that's the way I feel and I want everyone to feel like that that's you know that's why we talk about these things and discuss them on the podcast because we want people to feel like there is something else you can go for last thing I'm going to say is remember we were speaking to um Lee Parkinson Mr P we've said this a couple of times ICT with Mr P we interviewed him we're friends um (laughs) name job first name basis um we were talking about it and he said he had such a terrible experience in his first placement when he was a student and he considered quitting teaching and well he was very close to quitting teaching I think he failed his first placement because he was whatever I can't remember the full story but essentially he changed his school 
and then loved it. Mm -hmm. And what he realized then was it wasn't teaching that was getting him down. Like it wasn't, it was just his school. Yeah. And he said, or it was just the experience he was having in that school. And he said that, I think along the lines of you just need to find the right school for yeah. you. Because not everyone's going to vibe together. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's Get fine. that on a quote. That's life. What was the other <laughs> not one? Everyone's going to vibe together. Inspired and tired. Yeah. <laughs> and not everyone, not everyone make, vibes together. <laughs> we're going to make mugs. Inspired and tired. And not everyone vibes together. And that's fine. <laughs> and that's fine. Full stop. <laughs> that's such a good way to end this episode. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Inside Voices. Be sure to come back next week. We're going to bring you another student teaching special talking about how you can prepare for your first years of teaching. And remember that in here, we use our inside voices. Inside Voices.